How's it going today, guys? Once again, back here in the studio, another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. And y'all know what it is today, guys. Football is back. We got the NFL Hall of Fame game tonight. Today is a Thursday. It is now August. This is our first podcast of August, August 2nd. And, uh, you know, guys, I'm excited. Finally, football is back. You know, I feel like we've been waiting so long for some meaningful sports again. You know, it's really sucked ever since the World Cup ended. I feel like we've just kind of been in this dead zone of trying to find something to entertain us. You know, I feel like NBA free agency is a little in entertaining MLB all-star game, stuff like that, but not really anything, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, this game means nothing. NFL preseason means nothing, but it's still fun to watch to me. You know, you get to see guys play as hard as they can to make these rosters. They really don't want to go home. They want to be out there. And, you know, I'm really excited today to watch the premiere of my personal favorite rookie quarterback. I know he may not be the best one, but he's my favorite for when he was in college, the Heisman Trophy winner, Lamar Jackson. I just think that he is an absolute dog. I love the competitive fire in him. I love watching him play when he runs the football he can pass the football too I think he's gonna be a great quarterback I don't think he should switch positions I think he can really throw the ball down the field well which people kind of sleep on him for I mean yeah he made big plays with his legs but he's a passer first which is what I love about him I think he's probably the closest thing to Michael Vick will ever get and I think he's gonna tear the NFL up so tonight is his premiere we'll kind of get to see what he looks like it's his first ever NFL game they said he's definitely playing tonight I don't know if he'll start or not if we'll go with Robert Griffin or him I hope he's in there for a while I hope to see him make some plays you know like I'm not really gonna overreact too much to anything he does. This is technically his first professional NFL game yet, but I just want to see that he's making the right decisions. He's not holding on the ball too long, making taking bad hits. I want to see how he looks under center, and I just want to see like if he's kind of adjusting. You know, I feel like that Robert Griffin III was a real cerebral quarterback. I thought he was destined for greatness, then he had the terrible leg injury. So hopefully, RG three's kind of taught him how to avoid getting injured, but at the same time, kind of giving him some smarts that he can wear off on him, as well as Joe Flacco, who I've always caught, thought was kind of an overrated quarterback. I felt like he had really good running backs and he had a really good defense the year he won the Super Bowl. You know. I really just I, I don't feel like he did that much Jacoby Jones took the kickback yeah I mean he he won what he won everything happened but I really think he's a very overrated quarterback thing Matt Ryan's much better but I could definitely see Lamar Jackson catching him and there's even been reports saying that Jackson says he practiced in front of the mirror he feels like he's understanding everything well adjusting to everything well so I mean I could really see Jackson catching up to him and taking his spot but I don't know how soon it will happen this season I mean Flacco I think is a pretty good quarterback so I think they can trade him and get a lot of value for him it just kind of depends on if he gets forced out of there but I definitely think we'll see Lamar Jackson this season how soon it'll be I can't tell you I think it'll give at least eight weeks or so to Flacco something in there but I mean, guys, Lamar Jackson is going to be great. I can't wait to watch him tonight. It's going to be kind of his premiere. I would love to see him come out and go off. But at the same time, I think that we'll just watch him kind of adjust, play conservative, not really take hits, and just make the right decisions and prove that he's an NFL quarterback decision maker. But like I said, my what to watch for is him taking the ball out under center. But it's going to be a fun game to watch, guys. I can't wait to watch it. How's it going today, guys? Once again, I'm back here live in the studio coming at y'all. Hot takes with TP3, August 3rd. It's Friday, uh, 2018. You know, we had finally our first game in NFL football yesterday. I wanted to come to y'all and talk about the game yesterday, but fortunately, our guest kind of fell through, so didn't, everything didn't work out. But I'm here to talk to y'all today and give y'all my thoughts on Lamar Jackson last night and how he played. Um, you know, the first thing I want to say is that Lamar Jackson, I was really excited to watch him play. He's one of my favorite players to watch in college football. I remember waking up hungover on a Saturday 
morning to watch Lamar Jackson in Louisville completely annihilate Florida State on his way to the Heisman Trophy. And I was like, man, this kid is special. You know, everyone says whenever they see a good African-American running quarterback, I'm not trying to be racist here, but this is just facts. Everyone says, oh, he looks like Michael Vick out there on the field. And, you know, Michael Vick's my favorite player growing up. He's the reason why I love sports. You know, he was my first like player I really, really liked a lot. He's probably my favorite professional athlete of all times. That's my dream to have Mike Vick on this show, do an episode of me and him talking. But hey, hopefully I'll get there one day. I hope you all listen to me and Mike Vick chatted up one day on a show. But anyway, Lamar Jackson reminds me a lot of Michael Vick, and he's the first player I've said looks like Michael Vick because I thought that he actually was as good as Michael Vick and played at an MVP level. A lot of these other guys, yeah, they do lots of good stuff and this and that, but at the end of the day, they don't really get their team to the national championship or win a bunch of games. Dennis Dixon was really the other player. I felt kind of like I was watching a Michael Vick-like player, but he got hurt. He's too small. He obviously would have never panned out in the NFL. Michael Vick's really, to me, the only successful running quarterback in that aspect. Kaepernick was for like a season and a half. Russell Wilson is to an extent, but he's a much better passer to me than Michael Vick is. Michael Vick was much more of a big time runner, but Russell Wilson's probably the closest thing that we'll get to Michael Vick. And Russell Wilson is a dog. I think he's second best quarterback in the NFL. Um, Cam Newton's more of a bruising runner to me than uh, than like uh, Russell Wilson or Mike Vick. He, Cam Newton can eat those hits. He's a big bulldozer. He's like having a fullback at quarterback. It's crazy how big Cam Newton is. But getting back to my point here, Lamar Jackson looked like that last night. He moved well. He looked really comfortable on those Dion runs. And, you know, I thought he played a good game. I mean, he did have that interception. People were saying it wasn't the Dak Prescott-like performance. We're going to see he was 4 for 10 passing for 33 yards, and he had that nice little touchdown. He did have an interception. He had eight rushes for 25 yards but I mean some of those rushes are considered when the pocket broke down he tried to run away I mean we saw him dodge a complete there was a play I believe it was in the actually was in the fourth quarter when they brought that jailbreak blitz right down the middle and they had the dude come right at Jackson and Jackson hit him with a quick little spin move and dipped out on him and I was like dang see that's what you want to see obviously he wasn't getting great blocking when he came in the game because it was their third string offensive line at that by that point and you know he just wasn't he wasn't out on the field with the best talent with the guys that you want to see him have chemistry with but I thought he did a good job with what works I mean yeah he threw that interception I thought it was kind of a bad route but at the same time was also on him he let it sail a little bit but he's a rookie he'll learn you know and Dak Prescott had more time before his first uh, preseason game than Lamar Jackson did before his Hall of Fame game is kind of a rushed into game it's the first game out of all of them nobody plays again until next Thursday so I personally thought Jackson played well, and I think we will see him at some point this season. I don't know how early it'll be, but I think the Ravens will be decent. I don't think they'll be that bad. I think they'll go seven and five or so, but I really like Lamar Jackson, and I think that he's going to be a really good player. Um, I thought that he did a good job yesterday of running the ball. He looked very comfortable doing that. He did a good job of getting out of play. Um, I thought that he just looked good running the ball all around. I felt like that he just went out there and did his thing and played the way that we all expected him to. You know, I thought he did a good job passing the ball too. He looked comfortable sitting back there in the pocket, which is what you want to see. And, you know, you could tell. I even heard Chris Collinsworth say that he was trying to get out of the pocket and he was trying looking downfield to pass the ball, not necessarily to run the ball, which is what you want to see. Lamar Jackson is a passer. He can stand back there in the pocket and pass. He looked good underneath underneath a shotgun as well. So everything I wanted to see out of Lamar Jackson, I saw yesterday, and I thought that he definitely played up to what I wanted to see. I thought it was a very conservative uh, game, game plan, play calling. And, you know, I really wanted to see him sling it loose and let it go. But 
you know, I thought he did a good job. That's really his first game where he used to be the play caller. Like you even heard them talking about it last night, how the, the play calling is a big part. They don't really have to do a lot of teams hold up those big, big cards like they have. Um, they were saying last night, like, for example, Marcus Mariota, he even said it took him a little while to become a good play caller and see Lamar Jackson's got to become a play caller and he's got to learn all that and be able to get it all out there to the team and kind of know what he's doing and stuff. And I felt like he did a good job so far last night. What I like to see, I'd like to see him bust a few more big plays, but you know, it was his first time. He's just getting his feet wet. You know, it's just like your first time with anything he did. I thought he did a good job for his first time. I mean, he didn't wow us or anything, but he did a good job and I'm ready to, I'm ready to watch him at the next level. You know, I think he's going to be really good. I think the Ravens play next Saturday or something like that. I can't remember exactly when it is, but you know, I'll really be looking forward to that and I'll be watching out for Lamar Jackson. You there? What's up? What's up? What up? All right, here, I'm about to do like the intro like I would for the podcast. I'm just going to edit this part out. It's okay. All right, so now, guys, for the next segment, we're going to have guest Noah Wilmot on to talk about uh, some football and baseball with me. Noah, how's it going today, man? Going well, Thomas. Going well. Let's get after it. Let's do it, baby. All right, so Noah, I know you're a big Giants guy. Uh, what are you thinking about the, about the G-Men's outlook for next season? So here's my prediction. Um, I think the Giants are the most improved team in the NFL this upcoming season. Um, you know, I guess the Browns 0-16, that's pretty easy to improve on. But, I mean, you look at the Giants roster, I mean, they have elite players at every single unit on the field. You know, Landon Collins and, you know, the defensive backfield, along with Janoris Jenkins, they've got Damon Smacks, Harrison on the line, Olivier Vernon, uh, not even to mention their offense with Saquon coming in, going to get a ton of touches, help Eli out in a big way. And then, of course, uh, Ingram and, and uh, Odell on the, on the outside as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely like their team moving forward next season. I think they'll be a lot better than they were this last year. You know, I thought they were one of probably the most disappointing team in the league this last season. Everyone thought they were going to go to the playoffs. But I'm going to be honest with you, I think they'll go like – I know their season over is over seven and a half wins, and I think they'll definitely go over that. But I feel like they're going to be like nine and seven and left out of the playoffs. I just I just don't believe in Eli Manning, you know. Uh, I get that, I get that, but this is the same Eli Manning that people have been saying that same thing about for years. And this man has two Super Bowls under his belt. I think he deserves a little bit of respect. Yeah, I mean, he definitely does have two Super Bowls. I just feel like that was more of a defensive team. I thought they had a really good defense when they did all that. Um, I just felt like that Eli was a lot more down last year. Last year he was seventh in the league in interceptions with 13, but Sean Kaiser at 22. But, I mean, taking him out of the equation, Cam Newton was second at 16. So, I mean, he really was three picks away from leading the league in that category, and that was with him getting benched for that one game. And then also, like, he was sacked 15 times in the league. So, I mean, he was I mean he was sacked uh, 15th most in the league. So, I mean, the O-line wasn't really a problem. But, like you said, they added Nate Soldier. So, I mean, he's getting the time back there to pass. But, I mean, he's just in the bottom half of the, of the league. Like, he's 20th in completions, and he's 22nd in total QBR. Yeah, so well, here's the thing. Last year, we had no offensive line whatsoever. We had flowers over at left guard, and that's was letting up at least three sacks a game. Um, here's what I think with Eli Manning this season. Eli's going to get Odell back, which, you know, is going to set up a lot of short play opportunities that can stretch into long plays. He's going to have Saquon not only blocking, but catching passes out of the backfield, which he has not had before. You know, a true running back can act as a wide receiver out of the backfield. Um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, him really utilizing these pieces, improve the offensive line a little bit. Um, so I'm excited where the season's going to go. But I, I, I think that, uh, you know, the Giants' fate rests on Eli Manning's shoulders. It's going to come down to how he performs. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. Now, I just feel like, I mean, if Eli plays like he has in the past, although I feel like that in the Super Bowls that he wasn't, like, on that amazing level. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, he still made the big plays to win those games. But I really agree with you on that. It comes down to what he does. Um, I'm also a little bit worried about the fact they still have Eli Apple in the locker room. I know they got rid of the coaching staff <laughs> that he didn't like, but I just feel like, dude, what he was doing was, like, some, like, middle school, like, shit. Like, I don't want to play, you know what I mean? Like, he's pouting and stuff. Yeah, no doubt. I'm not, I'm not a huge Eli Apple guy myself, um, you know, especially in the locker room, is definitely a negative presence. Um, I'm just I'm just glad we got Ben Matthews' big-ass nose out of the locker room. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to the season this year. Yeah, no, I think the Giants will be better than they were last year. I just, What's your final prediction on their win-loss this season? I, I'm going to go with you. I think their win-loss is 9-7. Um, I'm really crossing my fingers that that's going to get them into a wild card spot. But I think mean, it's a stacked division. You got the Cowboys right in the Super Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl winning Eagles. So you know they're 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 going to have a mountain to climb. But yeah, no doubt. I think they'll do better than the Cowboys this season. I think nine and seven, like we're both agreeing on, is probably the best bet. But I mean, like you said, if Eli Manning steps up in this offense, we could see a 13-3 and three team or who knows. But, I mean, that's definitely what it's going to come down to. I mean, I'm definitely going to be one of the teams to watch. Like you said, Saquon Barkley player to watch. But let's shift the view here to college football and let's talk about Urban Meyer. I mean, I know you've probably read as well into the uh, in the news that surfaced about him and uh, assistant coach and all this stuff. I mean, what do you think about it? So here's my take on, on this story. Um, you know, first of all, I have a tough time believing Myers did not know about the situation. He's made aware of it um, in the years past. He acknowledges that. Um, so there was definitely some level of knowledge that he had. That's first of all. Second of all, even if he didn't have any knowledge, I don't really care because here's why. If, in the position that he's in and the people that he is under him, he needs to know these things about the people that are working for him. I mean, these guys are – you know, the you know, wide receiver coach is out here, you know, teaching college students not only football, but how to, you know, conduct themselves as young men. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't – either way, if you knew or didn't know, I think that uh, I think that he should be to blame to some extent. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that too. And I feel like he, like you saw in the report where that he said that he was misleading with what he said at Big Ten Media Day. I thought that right. was stupid of him. He should have – I don't know. He, I just felt like he just made himself look bad by doing that. So – I think that if there's clear evidence, because they'll probably go through and sweep through his phone records and stuff, I think that he'll definitely be out the door. But, I mean, there's definitely – Ohio State's definitely going to try to keep him around because he's done a lot of good stuff for them. And, I mean, he has three national championships, two at one school and one of them. No doubt. You know, like, he's he's got criteria a lot of other coaches don't have. So, I think Ohio State will try to do the most to keep him around. But, I mean, like you said, I feel like you have to fire him just on the fact that he lied about it and makes it seem more like he's covering stuff up. Yeah, think about the distractions of this upcoming season, man. Like, it's going to be covered all season long. Do they really want this guy to be the face of their franchise, their, their university, this upcoming season? I, I, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. I think they need to, you know, uh, cut, cut the losses and move on. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I mean, I feel like Ohio State's one of those schools that just like Florida State or Alabama or Auburn, like, if they want a coach, they're going to go get him, you know. Like, you don't turn down Ohio State, so I don't really think they're going to have a problem getting themselves a new coach. Um, I just, yeah, I just feel like that Urban Meyer's kind of dug himself too big of a hole. I bet you he'll probably be out of football for, like, a year or two, maybe three. But, you know, who I could actually see picking him back up is Florida. I feel like how much they've struggled as of late, they'll do anything to get that old mojo back. Yeah, no, I think Florida would be pretty pleased to see Myers back in the swamp. Um 
Yeah, that is quite a bold prediction. We'll see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would agree on the standpoint of I, I think that this is his last year um, as a Buckeye. Um, I mean, it's it's time to move on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's just it's just too much of a hole. I think he's dug himself. All right, so let's shift the focus one more time to baseball here. Let's uh, we have the break, uh, the trade deadline just in. So I mean, got to bring up the question: who who looks better in this division right now, the Braves or the Phillies? I think the Phillies are half a game or one game up on the Braves right now. Um, the Braves have a tough schedule ahead of them. They only have four days of rest for the rest of the season, and they have two doubleheaders between now and August 13th. So, I mean, what do you think between about these two teams? Uh, I, Thomas, I wanted to disagree with you on this so badly because I know that, you know, you're, you're a big Braves guy, um, but I, I just can't. I think, you know, you mentioned the fact they have all these games coming up in a row, only four days break. I don't think that's going to – you know, affect them too heavily. They're led by a young cast, Ozzy and, and Akuna in the outfield. I mean, these guys have some legs under them. I think they'll be fine. Um, I think, you know, Sean Newcomb, uh, you know, as the race continues, I see the Braves pulling ahead. Really? See, I like that. I'm, I kind of feel differently right now with the Phillies. Ah. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm a, like you said, I'm a big Braves guy. The Braves and Phillies actually play seven out of their last ten games against each other, which I do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, so that's going to be huge right there. But I don't know, dude. I just feel like their bullpen and our and our pitching has just been so up and down all season. I can't really rely on them. And I mean, our hitting is way way better than the Phillies. We're ninth right now in runs that in uh, runs, and they're twentieth, which is I mean, is big gap right there. Pitching is not so much like we're eighth in ER or they're eighth in ERA and we're eleventh. But though, I mean, they just added uh, Drupal Cabrera and Will. Right. Who was the All Star and Cabrera's hitting like two seventy two and eighteen home runs? Yeah, Cabrera's having a great year. Not only that, but it was a big upgrade for the Phillies specifically because they needed to fill that position, um, and, and as well as with Wilson Ramos. Um, you know, to your bullpen point, I, I definitely agree, um, and especially with the growing trend of you know bullpens becoming increasingly more important in the MLB. Um, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be tight. I think that uh, the the Braves are gonna end up coming out a game ahead of the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see that. Like you said, it's going to come down to those last seven out of ten games versus the Phillies. I mean, I agree with you, though. We do have the young talent, so I don't think these days off and stuff will give us much of, like, a problem. But I just – I don't know. I just – the Braves, I just can't trust them as the way we've played lately. We've crumbled against the big teams like the Dodgers and stuff. I feel like it's time for them now to show us something. But the biggest thing to me about both these teams competing is the fact that they both got better at the trade deadline and didn't, like, ruin the fact that they were – that they're rebuilding, you know? Right, yeah. You know, they were able to keep their rebuilding status but also add veteran pieces that they know are going to, you know, help them for this season. Um, I think what, what needs to be done is you and I need to go to the battery a couple of days, get some drinks, and see some of these games. <laughs> I'm definitely down for that. I think that'll help the Braves pull ahead a little bit more. Yeah, we'll give them some support. I know you like to yell in the crowd, get, get a few beers in you, and you'll make something happen. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. The best way to do it. All right, so let's get to the last part here. Quick, I'm about to ask you three quick questions. Just real quick, get your takes on them. Uh, do you think Earl Thomas will play the season for the Seahawks? Um, because, I mean, I think he clearly wants his money. What do you think in here? So I think that the Seahawks are ultimately going to figure this out and sign a contract with him. They have just been dropping the ball with so many of their big-name players. They cannot lose another big-name player. Um, especially the caliber of Earl Thomas. Uh, they need to get that contract signed. They know they need to get that contract signed. Um, I think they're gonna. They're, I think they're gonna end up working things out. 
Yeah, I do too. I don't really think there's much of a trade market for him. I think they'll figure something out and get him out there on the field, especially like once he's not getting paid. I think he's going to want to get out there. But let's uh, move next. Do you think we'll see Le'Veon Bell this season? I sure hope so, Thomas. I want to see Le'Veon Bell dancing around in the backfield this season. Um, this is this is one that I I actually am not certain on. Um, I mean, Pittsburgh's holding tough with with you know the contract currently and. And uh, from what from what I've heard, it just doesn't look good. Um, Le'Veon's not budging. Neither side of the party looks like they're really moving the, the needle at all in this situation. Yeah, see, usually I would say that I feel like that Le'Veon wants to win games and he wants to win a Super Bowl, so he's going to come back. But, I mean, last year before they even played the Jags in the playoffs, he was already talking about getting paid. So I feel like he really doesn't care that much about the team. He just wants his money. So I'm going to side with you on this one. I don't think we're going to see Le'Veon anytime soon unless the Steelers are ready to deal out the big bucks. But we'll move right here to the last question. Uh, I don't know if you saw the big news, but Conor McGregor is supposed to fight in this upcoming UFC 229. It's a title fight for him. I think it is. Yeah, the lightweight title fight versus uh, Khabib, I think. I, don't, I can't really pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> it's on October 6th. Are you uh, going to watch, and are you excited? Am I going to watch? Absolutely. Am I excited? Absolutely. Um, Conor McGregor is just pure entertainment. I mean, I think the recent stint with him, you know, throwing whatever it was at that, at that uh, bus full of UFC players, it may have hurt him in the short run, but I think in the long run, that's going to all pay out and actually work to his advantage. I mean, this guy just eats up publicity. Um, you know, he's an MMA, you know, UFC fighter. Like, anything this guy does is going to gain attention in the public eye. Um, I'm excited for it, and yes, I'll be tuning in to watch it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I absolutely will be, too. I mean, like you said, Conor McGregor is probably one of the most, I think he's probably top five most exciting just athletes on this planet right now. I feel like it's must-see TV anytime he goes out there, so I'll definitely be watching too. But, no, I appreciate having you on. Yeah, I appreciate you, Thomas. Had a good one. Hey, no problem, man. We'll have to do it here again soon, but we'll see you then. No doubt. See you later. Once again, guys, big thanks to Noah for coming on today's show, but this concludes today's podcast. Once again, follow me on Twitter, at Hot Takes with TP3. Um, also, like me on Facebook, at Hot Takes with TP3. Um, I mean, what can I say, guys? We got tons of good stuff coming for y'all. NFL coming up here soon. The first of my uh, NFL bets that I have for y'all in this regular season is the Giants um, over seven and a half wins, which we just said on this podcast. So I think the Giants will definitely go over that total. Um, I mean, if you guys want to hear the mean, or like my reasoning behind it, once again, go back and listen to earlier in the podcast with Noah, but thanks for tuning in guys. We'll see y'all on next Monday or Tuesday.